there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T4C. If you love pizza and deli sandwiches, yes, you heard me correctly, and you're interested in breaking into the food industry, then this is the episode for you because my next guest is the co-owner of two DC-based award-winning restaurants, Timber Pizza Company, and call your mother a Jew ish deli. We'll explain. But before I introduce you to Andrew Dana, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you an exclusive window into the guests and the episodes we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org, and the sign up box is right there. Now, my food fanatics, it is time to grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Andrew Dana, the founder and co-owner of Timber Pizza Company and Call Your Mother. I kind of want to say Call Your Mother. That's the proper way to say it. That's the proper way to say it. A Jew-ish deli here in Washington. DC. Andrew actually left his job at an educational tech startup to pursue his passion for pizza after long nights and hard work developing the recipe for the perfect pizza crust. Andrew began moonlighting at farmer's markets and eventually bought a kind of a food truck. It was actually a 1967 Chevy mm-hmm. Baby Blue. That's it. And it pulled your pizza oven behind Mobile it. Mobile wood-fired pizza oven. There, you got it. You, there you go. And it wasn't until about two years later in June of 2016 that Andrew opened up Timber Pizza Company here in Northwest D.C. Bingo. As a brick and mortar restaurant. And then two years after that, in 2018, I think I can add, Andrew and his partner opened Call Your Mother. Both have been nationally recognized by the Michelin Guide Bib Gourmand. Mm -hmm. I had never heard of Bib Gourmand. And ranked in Bon Appetit Magazine's 50 New Best Restaurants. That is just amazing. Andrew, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Oh, yeah, all the way. All the way? Had three, four cups of joe today, so let's get it. Awesome. Okay, we are going to dive into... I'm ready to dive in. Let's dive in. 10 espresso shots. The first question is, what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into the food industry, whether it's in a deli or a pizza place or maybe another kind of restaurant? All of them. You can work in a kitchen. You can be a server. You can take orders at a counter. You can be a barista. All of these jobs and restaurants are always looking to fill these positions, and it's the best way to learn the restaurant industry sort of from the ground level. Super important. Absolutely. Get those hands dirty. Yeah. Oh, 
Listen, I, I'm ready. I'm okay. ready to roll up my sleeves. And, and you Barista know, training starts now. I should tell our Java junkies that we are here in Kualia Mother. We're here. And it's after hours. We're closed especially for you. Oh, thank yeah. you. No, you close it too. We did close it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're already closed yeah. it too. It's mid-afternoon here and it's smelling pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. What are they cooking in the back? They're doing all sorts of stuff. Prepping bacon for tomorrow, making bagel dough, uh, holiday dough, you name it, pastrami. Uh, You know what? Let's get into right now why you opened a Mm Jew-ish deli. Yeah, I mean, the long story short is my dad's a pretty successful lawyer. Growing up, he used to always say, oh, I should have opened a deli. Um, So I sort of had that ingrained in me from a young age. So after Timber Pizza went really well and we were looking for our next challenge, I just sort of couldn't get the idea of a, a deli out of my head. And we bake our bagels here with a wood-fired oven. So it was a nice a next step from Timber, which is wood-fired pizza. So it checked the box of allowing us to do some wood-fired baking and live in my dad's dream. And my dad lives here in D.C., so he comes through all the time. Awesome. And the ish part is actually, I'm an ish. Yeah. I, I have a mother ish like is you. taking over the world. Who is Catholic. Right. And your dad is the Jew. That's it. Ish part, exactly. as is my dad. Ding, ding, ding. Although my dad never talked to me about opening a deli. That's okay. It's okay. And the other thing is you're making bacon here. And for those who aren't familiar with... Not very kosher. Not very kosher. Yeah. But the bagels, I'm sure, are... Delicious. Delish. So getting back to breaking into this food industry, what do you think is a useful skill or skills that you are looking for, whether Mm -hmm. hard skills and or soft skills for young people who want to break into this industry? Yeah. I mean, I I think for the restaurant industry, something that gets overlooked a lot is sort of like organizational skills and being able to implement systems. You know, obviously showing up on time and all those sort of basic things are are helpful in this industry, which a lot of people don't do because all walks of life work in this industry. So I would say treat it like any other profession and be as professional as you would with any other job. You know, don't come in with your pants sagging down or headphones in just because it's a restaurant. Treat it like any other job if you really want to grow in this industry. And then work on some sort of, I would say, organizational skills. And that can be anything from building, you know, Excel tables to working on the systems on how to bake and how to be efficient. But the main thing is just treat it like any other profession. Be super professional. Be on time. And in this industry, if you go above and beyond, you will shine. So it's, it's, it's not rocket science. Just put some elbow grease into it and show up every day. So hard work. That's pretty much it. What about someone's major? Mm-hmm. And I'm asking this to somebody who was a poli-sci major. Yeah. Is it important? Is it a determining factor to get into the food industry? Definitely not. I would recommend maybe doing something in business or communications. You can at least sort of use some of those skills here. I don't use any of my poli-sci skills here. I think in college, I really just explored the culinary world and ate out and worked in restaurants. But I think what you learn in college is is how to be an adult, right? I, the people that go to college and come here and work for us, they've had jobs, they've had internships, and they know how to treat a job like a job. And I think that's a, it's a major way to sort of to shine. So they basically have maturity. Exactly, maturity. I mean, the restaurant industry, there's no degree that sort of like slingshots you ahead of other positions. You inevitably have to work your way up the ranks in a restaurant. 
restaurant. So our, you know, our GM started as Saw's barista and they just worked their way up. There's really, there's no way to learn the restaurant industry besides being in the restaurant industry. So there's no real major that'll make that happen. But maturity and being an adult along with some elbow grease will, will take you a long way. Great. And those part-time jobs clearly in the yes. restaurant industry oh, yeah. are invaluable. For sure. Now, less so for young people who want to break into the industry, more mm-hmm. so for those who may want to open their own restaurant, deli, whatever the case may be. How important is it to have a graduate school degree? And I know you have your MBA. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I think there's a lot of paths to get here. I think my MBA helped in that it gave me a confidence. You go to these, I went to business school in New York and there's all these finance bros who you think know all this stuff. And after the first semester, I was like, these jabronis don't know anything. And so it gave me a confidence that I know as much as them and I'm as smart as anybody. But I don't know if I learned any hard skills in grad school that helped with the with the restaurant industry. So if you can get your confidence somewhere else, go do that. Uh, now, I'm surprised to hear that. So it didn't help you like... I mean, with a listen, I can plan. build a pitch deck and all that stuff, but you can outsource that to somebody if you really have to and you really have the dream. I mean, I, I think the the main skill that you need to own and start a restaurant and be successful is just straight grit and determination. This is a relentless industry. Tomorrow is always a day away. It doesn't matter if you had six great days and one bad day in the week. It's like that's what people will remember. So you have to bring it every single day. And I think sometimes when you go to these graduate schools, it can get sometimes a little too sort of macro. And for a restaurant to succeed, you need to be in the micro level a lot because it's the nuts and bolts that really make this place work. So yes, there are some skills that I learned in grad school that were helpful. It helped me build a pitch deck. It helps me understand the accounting and all that. But you could outsource that and hire that. I don't think that's the only way to go. But I do think the main skill is is grit. Fantastic. By the way, I want to let our listeners know that if they're hearing a little clanging in the background, it's the fan here. We did try to turn it off even before you got here, Andrew, with some of this your is colleagues. A, this is a live and working restaurant. It, it never is. It doesn't shut off. It even even for, for podcasts. We keep it rolling 24-7. So what about life experiences mm-hmm. outside the classroom, what do you think are the most useful ones to have? You've kind of touched on them, but for young people who think they want to get into this business? I would definitely get a part-time job, right? I think, you know, in Israel, everybody has to to do military service. I think everybody should have to work in a restaurant to learn, A, how hard it is, B, just sort of everything that goes into getting the food on the table. I think an educated sort of consumer is the best consumer. So get a part-time job. I also think just like experiencing culture and life and eating out and going out is, is the best way to do it. I studied abroad in Cape Town and that's where I really fell in love with dining. I ate out at all these worldly restaurants and did some fine dining and fast casual. So I would say just like go experience life and get a part-time job and that's pretty much it. Did you go on any safaris? I sure did. Amazing. It was the best. Amazing. So other than having a constant flow of delicious bagels and pizza to Mm -hmm. eat all the time. What for you, Andrew, is the best part of being in this profession? I mean, not having a boss is pretty groovy. You know, have you ever heard of the Sunday scaries? It's that feeling before a long week of work or school where it's Sunday night and you're like, oh, I just had a great weekend and I I hate this. I've not had that once since I quit my job and started this. I, I probably work more now than I ever did work, but it doesn't feel like work. I know it's like so corny and cliche to say, 
week. But at the end of the day, I'm coming up with bagel recipes and pizza recipes and dealing with people who I really like and painting walls and designing places. So it's all fun. So it's, it really, truly has never felt like work. And what about the flip side? Because every job and even mm-hmm. for a co-founder mm-hmm. who's his own boss now, yeah. there are going to be aspects of your job that suck. Mm-hmm. What for you in your current job sucks the most? When we first launched, there was immense sacrifice. In order to succeed in this industry, you truly do need to show up every single day. And there was birthday parties and weddings and all that stuff that I missed. Probably candidly lost some friends over that just because I wasn't around for a couple years. But that's what it took to really get this thing off the ground and rolling. And a new restaurant is truly like it's an infant. It needs constant love, constant attention. And I don't care that your friend's getting married in Arizona for the weekend. You just like you can't leave when you first open. Um, So that really sucked at the beginning. It's getting better now. And the hardest part, I I sort of touched on this earlier, is that tomorrow is truly always just a day away in the restaurant industry. There are no breaks. There's no weekend. It doesn't matter that you were so busy Saturday and you ran out of dough and ran out of this. It's like you're opening tomorrow and like figure out how the hell you have to do that. So there's times we've had to run to the restaurant store in Maryland to make it work for the next day. So uh, it's just that it is a relentless business. So We've got the sound effects for you. The the urgency with the fire engines and everything going. So Andrew, what is the best career advice you've ever gotten? I would just say give an F and try hard. I had an internship in LA right after college. I was working for an ad agency and the CEO pulled me apart and he was like, do you want to work here? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it doesn't really seem like it. He was like, you should be the last person to leave and the first person here. And I think a lot of people think like just showing up is enough and it's really not. And there's all sorts of competition in any industry, right? And it's just like hard work is undefeated. Elbow grease is undefeated. If you just show up and like truly give an F and don't be a MFer, you're going to go a long way. I got to give you a big high five there. That is it. And I normally would have cursed, but your son's here. So I kept it MFer. My son would actually appreciate okay. it if you did curse. Okay. Next, next line. Next line. Let's, let's hold on to that thought. So two final espresso shots. You're not getting a little shaky here, no, are I'm you? All good. Okay, you're all good. Even keeled, the right amount of caffeine Excellent. and energy. Excellent. Feeling good. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books do you think accurately capture this industry? Setting the Table by Danny Meyer is the best book to read if you want to be in this industry. It just sort of talks about the holistic approach about how everything matters from service to food. Like having good food is just simply not good enough and it really captures the essence of the restaurant. I love the book Radical Candor. If you want to be a manager or a boss, that's applicable to any industry, but it really helps you sort of be a great manager and care about your staff and do it in a meaningful way. And then Anthony Bourdain is is still undefeated. If you want to experience culture, his books are great. His shows are great. It's just a great way if you don't have the means to travel to see other cultures and learn more about sort of dining out and cooking. Excellent. We'll make sure to include those in show notes. And I was kind of waiting for you, Andrew, to say when Harry met Sally, we are right in the middle of your deli after all. (laughs) And when Harry met Sally. (laughs) (laughs) Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about this industry? I, I, I think it's the people who are doing it right. It's how much stuff goes into this that's not food related. I would say food is such a small percentage of what makes a restaurant successful. Um, here we think about everything from what the volume of the music is to what the playlist is. We like literally have it marked what the volume of the music should be, what playlist we can play, 
how we're greeting people, how we're saying goodbye to people. It's just there's not a touch with a consumer that doesn't sort of have immense thought that goes into it. In this day and age, you can order anything to your couch. So why are you leaving to dine out? It's for the experience. So it really truly is so sort of experience based. So I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll just make the best muffins. And that's all that matters. It's, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a portion of what makes a successful restaurant. Did you feel that you knew that before you started hauling around your pizza oven behind your 67 Chevy? I think somewhere deep down I did. I, I was, I'm just a nice guy who likes to chat with everybody. So it sort of organically happened. And I realized, oh, this is why this is going well. It's because we're giving people a great experience. But early on, I sort of had blinders on. There. It's like, all that matters is pizza. The pizza has to be the best, which it does. But people have to feel good when they're interacting with you and purchasing your product and going to your establishments. So I wish I could say I had this master plan early on, but I think it sort of happened organically. And now we recognize that and we try and hire and train for that. Fantastic. Andrew, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. Andrew's restaurants are called Call Your Mother. The deli that we're at right now in P.S. Andrew is wearing a black hat with the words ish on it because it is a Jewish deli. And of course, his pizza place is Timber Pizza Company. Check it out. The one and only. Come through. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.